LinkedIn News. Looking for something new in your career? Unsure where to look in your job search? Well, we at LinkedIn crunch the numbers to find out which jobs are on the rise. We're talking all about it on today's show. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. Every year, LinkedIn looks at its data to find out which jobs are increasing in demand. This list shows us the jobs on the rise. These are areas and professions that are showing sustainable growth over years. We're going to take a look at the list and then hear a bit about why some of these jobs likely made the cut. First off, let's hear from my LinkedIn News colleague, Juliette Ferro about how we put the list together and some of the trends that we're seeing. Here's Juliette. So Jobs on the Rise is our annual ranking of the 25 fastest growing job titles over the past five years. And it is based off of completely unique and exclusive LinkedIn data. And what we're measuring is which job titles have seen the most growth percentage-wise over the last five years. And what's important here is that this data is reflecting member profiles and not job postings. So it really points to where the emerging opportunities are and less so where the most hires have been. That's fantastic. And also because we're looking at five years of data, we're not looking at flashes in the pan. These are sustained growth areas, right? Definitely. So all of these jobs really point to where the world of work is going and help give insight into where the workforce is headed and invest in the skills needed to future-proof your own career. That's great. So can you tell us maybe the top five? Yes, definitely. So the top five really span a wide range of industries every year. And this year we're seeing healthcare, government roles, sustainability. The number one job title this year is chief growth officer. And then we have government program analyst. And at number three, environmental health safety manager. Number four is director of revenue operations, which was the number one title last year. And then we also have sustainability analyst at number five. That's great. And I think we see some trends also in the overall list. So we see growth and revenue in there because obviously companies, especially in uncertain and challenging economic times, they're doubling down on growth areas. And then government analyst, I know in our own data, we've seen government positions and hiring remain pretty strong. So a government analyst, usually they're working on contracts with the government. So these are people who are sort of in the thick of it. And then we also have sustainability. Obviously, a lot of companies are looking at their footprint. And then the wider list, we're also seeing, again, commitment to revenue. We're seeing talent, so recruiters. We're seeing sales to, again, help with revenue. So we're seeing a lot of good trends there, right? Yeah, definitely. And I would say that one, in addition to everything that you just flagged, is unsurprisingly AI. As we all know, we've seen AI boom over the past year, and this is only expected to increase dramatically. And as a result, companies are really focusing on how they can 
implement these AI roles as they build out their work streams with machine learning and artificial intelligence kind of product offerings. And the U.S. list this year really confirms that. We have two AI titles, neither of which were on the list in previous years. There's AI consultant and AI engineer. AI engineer is definitely kind of the more traditional, what you would think of when you think of an AI engineer has those kind of technical skills. But AI consultant is one that's really interesting to me because it is much less technical and people from all different industries can really enter this role and is focused on helping businesses kind of implement their own AI strategies and how they can address business problems and increase efficiency through AI. Yeah. And I have a feeling that maybe in future years list, we're going to see even more AI positions. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And so obviously we have the list in the U.S. that we're talking about, but we also have lists around the world that people can go to the show notes of this podcast and find those lists. Do you know how many we're publishing around the world? Yes. Yeah, so we're publishing 20 lists around the world. So each list has its own unique data set. It is the same methodology, uh, but only looking at job titles within that country. And then next week, we will also be publishing Jobs on the Rise Cities Cuts. So there will be breakouts of the top five or 10 job titles within eight cities across the U.S. as well. That's great. And then also, obviously, the the list will have links to LinkedIn Learning courses, all those fun things, right? Yeah. So what's great about this list is that it's super actionable, regardless of whether you're a job seeker or not. If you are a job seeker, we have tons of data points across the blurbs around the top skills in demand, the most common industries and locations hiring for these positions. And then there are also links to open jobs for these roles and people you may know. And we've also unlocked a number of LinkedIn learning courses that are relevant to each featured role that you can dig into to help upskill in areas, even if you are not currently on the job hunt. That's really great. And is there anything else people should know about the list or anything that maybe is important for them to know? The main things, I would say that it is January and a majority of people are looking for a new job in 2024 at this time, according to our own data. So really, no matter what stage of your career you're in, whether you're looking to make a pivot or jump back into the workforce or just invest in new areas, this list is really a resource for you to help prepare for the jobs of the future and see what the emerging kind of opportunities and trends are. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Juliet. Amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. That was LinkedIn News Editor Juliet Perot. We'll be right back with more Jobs on the Rise and a discussion with LinkedIn's Chief Economist, Karen Kimbrough. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. 
I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. We just heard from my colleague, Juliet, about the roles and trends we're seeing as part of LinkedIn's annual Jobs on the Rise list. But what's causing some of these to pop up in the rankings? Well, I'm now joined by LinkedIn's chief economist, Karen Kimbrough, to hear a bit about why some of these positions might be making the list. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. Obviously, we're talking about Jobs on the Rise. What did you think about this year's list? Maybe just to recap, so Jobs on the Rise is looking at the 25 fastest growing jobs over the past five years. And my big takeaways were, one, that it's really a reflection of all the themes we're seeing that are taking hold in the labor market. So think about sustainability, think about focus on growth, thinking about just technology and how that's going to play in the world of work. And my second takeaway is really that but it's amazing when you see that more than two-thirds of the jobs on that list didn't exist 20 years ago. So we really are seeing a huge change in the occupational landscape. Yeah. And did anything on the list surprise you or make you sort of double-click and say, hmm, I wonder what's going on here? You know, I was intrigued by the roles around government. And I was also intrigued to see the diversity the increase in like chief diversity officer goals. I know that was a theme a few years back and it's settled a bit, but it's still showing up in our data as a trend that's really important across a lot of corporate America. Yeah. And in fact, I remember when we first did the list on the LinkedIn news side in 2021, chief diversity officer was near the top and we were wondering if it would stay. It's nice to see that their staying power and companies remain committed to that area. Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit about some of the trends that we're seeing. And you mentioned earlier the idea that companies are really focused on positions about growth. And we're seeing a few of those positions on the list. So director of growth, chief of growth. And why do you think that these are so prominent on the list and that companies are so interested in them? I think part of it is that we've entered a period in the last year or two where growth became more difficult. If you look back since the pandemic, we had this sort of acceleration in economic growth. And then we we had a deceleration where everything slowed by half. And I always said, imagine if you're driving on the highway 80 miles an hour in 2021. And then in 2022, I ask you to drive 40 miles an hour. It's a lot slower. We're still moving forward, but at a lot slower pace. And I think that really prompted a lot of employers to start thinking about where do they find opportunities for growth? And that's what the genesis is of these roles. And when you look at what's happening, especially last year, we did see layoffs in the data across different industries. We saw a lot of CEOs talking about this is the year of efficiency. This is the year of figuring out how to cost cut, how to get lean. And so I think that's where the driving focus on growth is coming from. Really interesting. And we're seeing a couple roles on the list mention AI. So we have AI consultant and AI engineer. Do you think this is the tip of the iceberg and that we'll eventually see quite a few more AI-related roles seep into the list in future years? 
So what I think is going to happen is that for a little while, these are my predictions. Who knows? We'll see. Check back in a year and see if I was right or wrong. I think initially we're going to see increasingly AI attached to different occupational titles. So AI consultant, AI specialist, AI engineer, AI whatever it may be. But I think eventually in the long term, AI is going to be a part of everyone's role. And we won't see that as a title anymore. So in the short term, yes, I think AI is going to be growing as a title. But in the long term, I think AI is just going to be everywhere. Actually, it's really interesting and a good message that we're basically all going to be AI workers at some point. It's going to be part of all of our jobs. I keep saying it's like your phone. At some point, you had to learn how to use your phone. Doesn't mean you have to know how to build a phone or repair a phone, but you need to know how to use it. When you look at our data, we see that eight out of 10 workers on our platform at LinkedIn, we actually expect them to be affected by AI in one way or another in the next, say, 10 years. So this is going to affect everybody. Yeah. And the good news is that you can stay ahead of it and you don't have to be an engineer. You just have to sort of keep your nose to the grindstone and know what's going on. Yeah, just stay awake. And then the other thing that caught my attention, and you also mentioned this a little bit, is government program analyst and some other positions that touch the government. You know, we've heard a lot about hiring declining or slowing a little bit over the past year. Why do you think the government positions maybe have been more resilient and that we're seeing government program analysts so high on the list? Yeah, well, this one, again, is speaking to themes that are really permeating the workplace. If you think back to what's happened in the last couple of years, we've had an enormous amount of what I'll call fiscal policy, meaning spending by the government, and really targeted at things like providing grants, providing subsidies, encouraging manufacturers to construct new plants for electric vehicles or the electric grid or focus on sustainability. And so a lot of occupational roles are now devoted to trying to understand and better tap into basically all of that fiscal policy that's now available, billions and billions of dollars. The other reason I think that we're seeing these roles ascendant in the moment around the government sector is because the government is hiring. And that's not just federal government, that's state and local governments as well. Their coffers have been fairly full recently because again of all the fiscal policy. And so they are now at a stage where they're almost counter-cyclical. When you see sometimes private companies looking to scale back, we're now seeing a lot of government agencies looking to expand and to hire. Definitely. And I know that we've talked in the past that government hiring appeared resilient when maybe the private sector was having a little bit of a rougher time, right? That's absolutely right. There were a couple of sectors that seemed to be pretty resilient, and one of them was government. Another one you may recall was healthcare, yes. for obvious reasons. So there are a couple of industries that really do have a lot of staying power right now. And speaking of industries, obviously all the jobs that are on this list are seeing meaningful growth. But what about the larger workforce? For people who are looking for jobs, maybe looking to make a move in their career, what should they know about the current labor market? Yeah, great question. So I would say it is a more competitive market than it was in the past. So by that, I mean job seekers, as we see in our data, are actually applying to more roles than they were in the past. So they're a little bit more diligent. They're not being as choosy. They're more focused and targeted on applying for roles. So we've seen more applications per applicant. We're also seeing that employers are being more choosy now. So they're taking their time to figure out exactly who they want and what skills they're looking for for a particular role. So it's a more competitive labor market for the job seeker, which means you need to really focus in on the skills that you have, making sure that those line up with the roles that you're going for. I think it also means you need to really work the relationships you have, like the networking, staying connected with people, staying engaged in conversations. All of that will really help 
when you're sort of finding yourself in a more competitive environment. Yeah, it's not necessarily about focusing on one little area. It's about the networking. It's about the skills. It's about applying. It's about all of that put together, right? Yeah, and casting your net. But here's the good news. There is actually a trend that we're starting to see pick up in our data where people are no longer just fully sheltering in place. So if you remember, go back a year, people had already changed jobs in the great reshuffle. And then they were sort of just staying put, waiting for that recession that we're like, well, when is that going to happen? It hasn't happened so far. And so now we're starting to see them unstick a little bit. And we're starting to see more movement in the job space. And that's a good thing because if someone leaves a job for another job, that's a vacancy that someone else can take. So there's a little bit more churn. And I think that's a really positive thing for job seekers as well. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time, Karen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love being here. That was LinkedIn's chief economist, Karen Kimbrough. Remember, you can check out this year's complete Jobs on the Rise list by going to the link in the show notes. Also, remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Also, if you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps people like you find the show. And don't forget to click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you every Wednesday. Because we'll be continuing these conversations on the next episode, right here, wherever you get your podcast. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow, Asaf Gidron engineered our show, Joda Georgi mixed our show, Dave Pond is head of news production, Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer, Courtney Coop is the head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.